Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 245. This is Russ, and I'm joined tonight, for now, by Mr. Daryl Taylor. Because you're like me, and Jim is like me, and I'm like you, Russ, and Russ, you're like Jim. We're we're all like each other. We're all like each other. (laughs) Uh, And the aforementioned Mr. Jim Dietz. Hey, we do what we need to, but you get a kick out of it. Uh, Lucille. He left left Lucille out there in the world? I'm going to punch this wall like I'm the Hulk or something. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we may be joined by Mr. Richard Sheldon. We'll have to wait and see. Waiting for the see. puff of smoke to come. Yeah, it's like the Pope, you know, if you see the cloud of smoke, <laughs> you know the Pope will arrive. Yes. <laughs> uh, Aaron Newworth is enjoying some cake, and that's good for him. Yes, Aaron Newworth is on assignment this week. Uh, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's seeing that new Coen Brothers movie, I think, tonight. Mm. Uh, but Buster we will Sprouts. make sure he is back for next week. Even if it means that we have to adjust our recording schedule next week will be a big deal. So, uh, yeah. All right. We'll, we will endeavor to put all hands on deck. Cause we got to save the bridge. We got to be together. We need the bridge to, to keep us all together. Yeah. Hopefully I will be here next week. I have some work stuff going on that hopefully won't be too bad. And I will be uh-huh. able to, to, to be here as well. Yeah. But we shall see. Um. So. Oh, and happy Halloween, everybody! Yes, happy. Oh, Halloween. yes, Halloween. happy Halloween! As you listen to this, it'll be Halloween Eve. All That's Hallows right. Eve Eve. All Hallow. How, how do you? Hmm. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the day before. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't. Before all my kids bring all that candy into my house. That's, yeah, <laughs> my wife just keeps buying more candy because quote. You know, last year there were a lot of kids that showed up. You got to prepare <laughs> for the wave. You got to prepare for the walkers. They're coming. Yeah, yeah we go to, we, Since we're out here on the farm, we have to go to our friend's neighborhood. Put a tall, like, communal uh, table that we got out of a church, uh-huh. you know, from, like, a church kitchen. And my kids filled that table. Nice. With a giant pile of candy. So oh, I'm, gosh. My, I'm, I'm already calling my doctor to get the, fib, <laughs> the fibrillator ready for me. I keep saying I gotta buy candy for the kids, but I don't know if I'm a, I might pass out. I don't know if I'll be up if they keep ringing the doorbell. Yeah, I'd <laughs> be kind of bad. Old man hours. Yeah, last yeah. year they kept coming somewhat regularly. I just literally got got a chair, took out my tablet, and just uh, was watching watching connected to my little dish thing, and was watching TV out there handing out candy. Because every time they ring the doorbell, you know, my dogs go ape shit, so. 
Oh, yeah. I remember those times when I had a dog. Yeah, well. That and Fourth of July was rough. Yeah, yeah. Pretty rough. Speaking of rough, wow, what an episode this week, huh? The Obliged is what it was called. The Obliged. The Obliged. The Obliged. Yeah, no news this week. I mean, I haven't heard anything. No. uh, I I did get... I did go to that um, uh, uh, Living Dead retrospective at the Heinz History Museum yesterday, though. Oh, how was that? That, uh, that was pretty badass. It was pretty great. They had uh, uh, people from the Tom Savini uh, makeup group, like they're mm-hmm. putting uh, zombie, um, you know, zombie makeup on people, and they, oh, had, cool. they had the original Night of the Living Dead on a big screen, like on the, one of the walls. They had people there from the original cast. They had a lot of vendors there. It was it was a nice, nice. thing. So it was a good time. Cool. Pretty cool. It's Very zombified. Yes. I would think so. Would yeah, it was so. it was nice to get our minds off what's been going on here in Pittsburgh lately. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Um so yeah, so the obliged. So it it's funny, this episode kind of starts as like the reverse of what of the previous episode where instead of Rick you know, kind of kissing Michonne on the head and letting her sleep and getting up and doing his thing, we get Michonne that does it. And whereas Rick, it's more idyllic, you know, where he's mm-hmm. seeing, uh, you know, the the society he's helping to build and how the way things are going and everything is, is kind of coming along great. Um, with Michonne, not so much. It's almost like she's dealing with all the crap left over, right? She's... Yeah. Um, She's looking out. She's having to get in, in the middle of you know disputes over plants and food, and um, it's it seems like somebody's always bringing her bad news. Uh, a couple moments of, of levity where she's running around chasing Judith and and her mm-hmm. having a little fun, um, mm-hmm. but you could tell she's she's troubled. She's yeah, obviously restless. suffering from a little bit of insomnia. She can't sleep. All right. Um, she's sneaking out at night to whack some walkers. Yeah, she's, she's a warrior, man. She's got that. She's got that warrior's uh, thing going on, man. That's she, right. And that's, I guess, that's how she unwinds. Kind of, she has all that stress from trying to, you know, write charters and, mm-hmm. and everything else, and you know, to break that up, that monotony or whatever. Then, yeah, you don't have time. I mean, back in the day, there was no time for that. It was just trying to survive, fight the yep. bad guys. But now it's, you know, all the little stuff. Yeah. And they just, it, it's interesting how they keep, she, you know, she keeps focusing, the, the sword is always right there, right? Like whenever oh, she's, yeah. she's doing right. everything, they, they, they kind of cut away to the sword and then she picks it up and goes off. And uh, one of the nights when she's out kind of doing her thing, she finds there's a man being hung from a tree who's bound and uh, it's, it's obviously bothering her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... So let me ask you this. Do you think I'm curious what you guys think. Do you think so it it seemed to obviously bother her more so than just, you know, just your random dead person. So it made me wonder what was going on. Um do you, it obviously looked like a black man that was hanging from the tree bound and mm-hmm. just her reaction on her face. Do you do you think she was to me it seemed like that had a lot to do with her anger and and how she felt about it because it, it it that's the way I took it that's that's what it seemed like to me. I could see that. Yeah, I yeah that I could see that. Uh, yeah, being a person of color, that is never. I don't care what it is. That is never going to be something where we're not going to look at it at a, in a certain way. 
it, it, yeah, and it, it just seemed like, it, you, you know, it just it. She had the look on her face, like, okay, even in the in the like apocalypse, we're still having to deal with with this. Like, I, I don't know, right. it just, it just it, just the way that they, you know, the look on her face and the way she kind of responded mm-hmm. to it. Um, and obviously, it made her pause. Like it, it made her, yeah, it did. you know, yeah. stop. And so she gets another walker comes out and hits her. She drops the sword. Uh, she she tries to hold it off, and she has to look for something to to defend herself with, and ends up picking up a bat and beating the zombie to death with it. And so this is right before the cold open, and as we walk away, we see the bat laying on the ground. And mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. I, I'm sure this was intentional, but oh, for sure. the pattern on the bat of the gore was in like circular ring pattern, like obviously like like Lucille, you know, like the barbed mm-hmm. wire around the right. around for the bat. Sure. Um, so I, as she walks off, and she kind of like again, you can tell there's something going on with Michonne, and then later when we get into w- with what's what's up with Negan, I mean, it, it makes a little more sense, but. Uh, but she's definitely seeing that, um, and then yeah, so that's how we that's that's our cold open. Um, mm-hmm. And then we. I gotta say, I gotta say, the new opening. I'm getting more more used to it as they use it. I like it. Yeah, I'm with it. Um, meanwhile, back at the hilltop after the after the break, uh, kind of similar situation. Maggie walks out. She kind of sees everything going on. And obviously, Hilltop continues to thrive. The crops look good. They're they're building more. They're they're putting up more buildings. People seem generally happy. Uh, things are things are going pretty good. And um, we see we see she's spending a little bit of time for Herschel, and she's pa- starting to pack up and getting ready to head out. And Jesus comes up to her and says, "Like, hey, I got another letter from Georgie. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, because I saw you out here, I just I just give it to you." And she's like, oh, just just put it in my desk. Uh, I'll read it later. And Jesus is like, hmm, what's what's going on here? Like, why why do you need a crowbar? And you're not going yeah. back to the camp. Um, and she's like, no, you know where I'm going. You know what it Never, is. You can't lie to Jesus. No, no. <laughs> he know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, obviously at this point, Jesus knows that she's going to Alexandria and she's, she's uh-huh. after Negan. And she, he tries to talk her. So this is where, because she tells him, like. Some I'm, weird twist. Well, yeah. And she tells him, like, this is what we talked about in the finale, right? When you were kind of on board. Yeah, and, we was on it. You were with it. And, and right. I, I like Jesus's response because he's like, yeah, at the, t- at the time I was with you because Rick made a decision that wasn't his decision to make like him deciding to spare Negan on his own without consulting anybody. It was, it was a, it was just like an authoritative decision that Rick made. He's yeah. like, no, this is, yeah. we're going to let him you live and we're going to take him in. And, and Jesus, I guess was on board because he's like, well, no, Rick can't just make these decisions without in a vacuum. Right. Um, and so now he sees Maggie doing kind of doing the same thing. Like she's yeah, well, kind of like, I'm saying, I mean, he knows that, you know, he says that Rick is, you know, is wrong to spare Negan. That hasn't been his call to make, but he's, his point is, was it, she's sure that it was her call to make, you know? I mean, it's the same, it's the same kind of onus just on Maggie instead of Rick. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and he's worried that she's going to make a mistake by doing what she's doing. Right. Um, Well, I mean, I, I kind of see Maggie's point of view. I mean, could things really be much worse with the saviors? 
You know, as we find yeah. out later, they they found out about Oceanside and everything. I mean, the relations couldn't couldn't be a whole lot worse. Yeah, it's it's a complex problem that has no right answer. It seems. Oh, no. Wow, cool. Kind of like life. That's kind of like, kinda like a well written drama. Yeah, that's why we can't lose that bridge. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, back at the camp. Obviously, we see the water starting to rush, uh, getting a little a little more forceful on the bridge. And uh, Rick is talking to Eugene. And I love that Eugene has named two of the hordes uh, Tybalt and Cordelia. And right. what's even funny... Yeah, what's even funny is he has to explain to Rick where the names come from. And Rick is like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> like, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, My favorite part was that he's like, you know, if I'd only read more books or different books... <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like he blames himself for it, you know. Yeah, um, but it's clear that the bridge is not going to hold, and uh, Eugene is is saying, "Look, we've got to we've got to pull everybody off because between the rushing water, the in, the upcoming herds, all the equipment and the people and everything else we have on the bridge, and the fact that we don't have enough people to work quickly, uh, it, it basically everybody's at risk by continuing to to." Um, uh, to continue on with it, um, so so that's that's that. Um, Carol pulls Rick aside and says she's going back to the kingdom. She's taking her people with, and Rick is like, "What about the sanctuary? What's going on with there?" And Carol's, I, I really, I really, I, I was really with Carol this episode because she said, "Look, they they're on their own." Like, yeah, and it wasn't yep. in a. In a nasty way, like she wasn't angry with Rick. She just not at all. Very, not like, at all. Hey, they've got to sink or swim on their own. Exactly. You know, they may not all think that way, but some of them do. And they left us high and dry, and they're more trouble than they're worth. They can't sustain themselves. Mm-hmm. We can't count on them, even when we bend over backwards to to try and give them an opportunity to contribute. And and the rest of the group will come in and and help them out. They screw you it up and leave. Daddy. Yeah, cause yeah. You can't be daddy. Yeah, because you can't be—you can't be the overbearing uh, uh, daddy for them. No, you know, like you always coming in and and kind of you know telling them they have to do this or they have to do that. All it does is just make more resentment. They have to figure out, you know, which way they're going to go. If they're going to go the Negan route, then they have to decide that. You have to know. I like, or, Carol, or not. I like the way I like the way Carol put it. She said it's up to them to figure out who they want to be. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like you know, she did. Whether they want to be them or, or with them or against yeah. them or whatever, you know. Like they it's all up, had it's to. up to them. And and I think she feels like, okay, well, if there are a group of them at the sanctuary that don't think that Negan is the answer or that that violence is the answer, then they'll you know, for lack of a better term, apply for amnesty with the other communities, right? They'll, those people will leave and just be like, look, we don't we, take us in. We don't want to, you know, we'll, we'll do whatever you, you know, you say we'll contribute. We'll be, you know, good people. But, but there, there's too big of a contingent of those people that just are asshats and they're never, they're never going to mm-hmm. be anything but, and they're just going to be a drain on everybody else. Yep. And they got a clean house. Yep. They've got to be the ones to clean house. There's just no other way around it. And I think Rick kind of gets it. Like he doesn't like it, but but uh, but I think he gets it. Uh, then Jerry comes and tells Rick. So I, I I didn't. I thought I heard this to be 
that Jesus got word to Jerry that to tell Rick that Maggie's on her way to the to Alexandria. Is that was was that what it was that, that Jesus was the one that said it, or did I mishear? Yeah, that? Jesus yeah. Sent to Jerry, and then Jerry sent it to tell him, you know, to tell him that Maggie was on the road, road to Alexandria. Right. Okay. Yeah, I would just want to make sure. to kill Megan. Yes. Um, so Rick, of course, gets on the radio um, and says, you know, hey, if Maggie Ree shows up at the Alexandria, you're the detainer. Hold her at the gate. Don't let her in. Make sure, she, you know, and make sure that that Michonne escorts her if she does come in. And, you know, I'll, I'll be there. And then it's it, they cut to the to the to the girl that's the the quote relay station and she's reading like some seventies like magazine from the seventies or some some fashion mag and she's like yeah I'm pretty sure she's done what I forget what she said but it was just basically like yeah I'm pretty sure she's done taking orders from you or listening to you or whatever basically like yeah I'm not relaying that she said something like over it. yeah she said somewhere like uh, I'm pretty sure she's she's over it now or something yeah. like that yeah yeah. And they know you know they made that magazine. Oh, did they really? They created that magazine just for that scene. How funny! Uh, uh, wow, I guess a lot of work when you could do for some. You really don't even see the the cover. You'll see it at a convention near you at some point, and they'll charge. Oh, I'm sure it's worth. It's going to be worth money now yeah. in an auction, but more likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, worth something now. So Rick Rick decides he's gonna he's gonna go after her. Daryl kind of overhears it and plays a little dumb, like, "Hey, what's going? Hey, buddy, what's what's going mm-hmm. on? What's going hey, on, buddy, want me to take you? Hey, you want to ride? Want to ride? Want to ride, buddy?" And so, uh, so of course, Daryl Rick hops on. Uh, Daryl Daryl take they take off, and when they get get to the turn, Rick's like, "Hey, you missed the turn back there," and Daryl's like, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, pretty much," and he's like, "Stop the bike." Stop the bike. He did do the voice. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, they, they stop and get it. And they, the, the two of them kind of get into it. And then the world's most convenient sinkhole uh, shows up and they both fall in. <laughs> Isn't that what it said? I when was it like, holy cow. Opened? Much like it was the bridge of plot device. Plot device now it's the, yeah. the, um, the sinkhole of character separation. <laughs> yes. Convenience. Uh, but so, so yeah, the the one thing I like about uh, I liked about the scene is is they they really gave Norman Reedus some range, and the, what he says to Rick is you know it's just like Rick is like look at it, it you know we can't we can't kill him we can't you know we can't make him a martyr if we make him a martyr then you know it's all all this falls apart and and. You know, Darryl, he's almost manic about it. Yeah, and Daryl's because like, it all. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, coming in. It, it just felt like I think everything that's been like him trying to hold back all these, you know, fires, put out all these little fires, or hold back what's happening because he's so scared it's not going to go the way that he wants it to go. Yeah, and it it's kind of like it really was a good scene though the way he when he did crack he did crack at such a perfect time because yeah. well, I mean like well Daryl like is supposed to be his right hand man and everything yeah. like well I'm fine with Maggie killing Negan just like yeah. I'm fine with the Ocean Siders doing what they're doing the Saviors and Rick can know that I was just like Rick you know that kind of was like whoa yeah know? but he hasn't been listening he has he's only been seeing right. his vision what? right and he's so right. scared yeah. of of because listen, some bad stuff is going to happen along the way of getting to what the, the good place, right? 
but he does it. He's just so scared of it not going right. I think in part he feels like his determination for killing Negan, like he it, it blinded him in last season, and I think he in part he feels like it cost him his son. Yeah, you know his his his. He wants he to say so- the reason why he wants to, he wants to be. I think he's been he's been able to deal with the loss of of Carl because he feels like I lost Carl at least. By losing Carl, it was necessary for the for the war to stop, you know, for us to start to begin this this civilization that we've been starting to get this peace that we've been brokered. That's why he died. Like I can I can go with it knowing that he died for a reason. And that's the reason for so many, you know, for us to be for us to come together and and and, you know, and stop all the, the killing and stuff. But if it's not for that, I don't think he can take it. Yeah. When it, and, and, you know, Daryl has this great point where he, he, tell, he says, Rick, you had faith in – you're putting your faith in the sanctuary to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And you're putting – you know, that, that these people are going to see that, that, you know, because we're not killing Negan that they're going to do the right thing. He's like – you're, you have no faith in us. Like we're the ones yep. that were with you from the beginning. Like we're mm-hmm. we've we've stuck behind you through thick and thin. We've backed you. Right. And uh, you know, Rick said, "Well, you know, I didn't want to lead. You know, it wasn't it wasn't what I you know that that wasn't what I wanted." And and Daryl basically says, "Well, it may not be what you wanted, but we all thought it is what was right." And he tells him, "He's like, man, he, he's like, I would die. I would have died for Carl. I would, I would die for you. You know, he just, mm-hmm. you know, Daryl's trying to say, like, look, I'm, you know, the, and Rick at first tries to throw it in his face about about um, uh, Dwight. You know, you let Dwight go, even though he did what he did, you know, to you. And um, you know, Daryl doesn't have much to say about that, but he just, it, it, it it's the fact that Rick just keeps on." And mm-hmm. and just keeps on and and thinking that you know if he keeps Negan alive and and keeps trying to I, to bring the sanctuary in line that it's it's going to go his way and and he also made a point where he said it, even with Dwight he's gone yes like Dwight yes. is not in everybody's face yep. like like he's not this to, reminder you know you don't look around yeah, and he's see not Dwight that reminder you know? yeah Dwight could have st- I mean like he could have went the route of like. They could have went that way and said Dwight could be a part of the community. They could have, but no, Daryl's like, yeah. no way you're gonna let him and, walk around. And I think Daryl pretty much was saying, like, yeah, if he'd have stayed, I probably would have killed him. Like, yeah, you know, the fact he that he's not dead is because he's not here to be dead. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. he'd have killed. Him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, you know, I died for you. I would have died for Carl, but but you know, that's not meant to be. You know, you're chasing yeah. something for him that ain't meant to be. And right. But he tells me he tells me you got to let him go. Yeah. He tells Rick you have to let him go. Right. And I think in that moment I think Rick was finally getting it. Like he finally mm-hmm. I I felt at the end and who knows what's going to happen in the next episode and we'll talk about it later. But I I finally got at the end of this episode or at the at the end of this exchange that Rick kind of would be okay with it. Like if if that's what Mich- if that's what Maggie had to do is mm-hmm. go there and kill him. I think Rick would have made peace with it. Um, yeah, I think he. Fi- I, I think he. I think he finally got what um, 
what he was trying to say. I think he, he finally got what Daryl was trying to say because it, it's something to treat like it's almost like when you go out of your way to treat a guest better than the people yep. in your own house. Yep. But you do it to a point where it's almost detrimental. Yep. To, to your relationships with the people that have been with you, your family and whatnot. Like you, you, you either treat them both equally or not, but you should have a little more trust in the people that have been there uh, for you all through, you know, all the things that they've been through. Um, and I think that that's how he's, that's why he's been losing them. I think that's why, you know, that's why he's lost. He's been losing, he lost Maggie and he, and he's been losing Daryl. Yeah. But it was just such a good exchange. I mean, we're, Put aside the how they got to where, put aside how they got there, right? Like, I mean, it, it obviously, you know, the sinkhole plot device, you know, obviously it was a little eye rolly. It's like, of course, there's a sinkhole right there, and of course they're going to fall into it. But, but that aside, I, I think it, if nothing else, it caused them to have this exchange between the two of them that mm-hmm. that I thought was was needed. I, I'm I'm glad that they're starting to use Daryl. I mean. It's sad, I guess, because Rick is leaving the show that they realize yeah. that, that he has to come to the forefront yeah. and they have to give him mm-hmm. something to do. I feel like Daryl's talked more in this season so far than he did all in the last season. I, you know what I mean? Least, yeah. Yeah. The last yeah. season, they played him off as just a strong, right, you know, silent right-hand man. And you know the whole part where he was being tortured and stuff, he barely said a word. And now like mm-hmm. he's having conversations every episode. Yeah. That's kind of been his issue right that's kind of been the show's issue sometimes is they don't know how to handle their alphas yeah i agree with that so yeah then they de- they, they decide they need to, to to try and get get out of there because obviously uh <clears throat> we'll get to that in a minute um but we cut back to to michonne uh and because uh, she was given some news that uh, negan negan wants to talk he's not eating he's gone on he's gone on a hundred hunger strike and the crows are eating all the tomatoes. So. Symbolism. Yeah. She, yes. She kind yes. of laments that. that. I forget that lady's that name. Euphemism? Whatever her name was. Like, basically, she just yeah. lives to come to tell Michonne bad news. Yeah. Um, and so Michonne goes down there and is going to make him eat. And Negan says, well, I'll, I'll eat, but I, I want to talk. Like if you come talk to me, I'll I'll eat, and so Michonne gives him twenty minutes, and that's where we get this weird exchange between and and I didn't know, quite know where they were going with this until the end, you know, till till they have their second exchange, and then it it kind of made made sense. Two things really quick. First of all, did anybody get a Sons of the Lambs vibe off this? Oh sure. Oh, like you sure. know, oh yeah, and everything. And then second of all, I mean, we talked about this briefly before we recorded, but, you know, we're not so different, you and I. Yeah. You know, we're very much alike. And so it's like, I can't think of a more overused villain cliche than that one off the top oh, of my head. Oh, for now. sure. Yeah. Everything, you know, you know, it goes back to, like, James Bond, we're just alike, Mr. Bond. Yeah. You know? yeah. Just alike. But he starts talking about, you know, how his, his, his glad his wife didn't live to see him like this. Um, and that, you know, she died of cancer. And he starts asking about, you know, Michonne's kid. And she, you know, she tells him. And, um, you know, Negan, that's when Negan says, well, I, I, you know, he sees her dying 
inside these walls just like him. Like he's he tries to relate to her in the fact that that being kind of cooped up inside and having to do things this way that that Rick wants him to do is is kind mm-hmm. of slowly killing both of them. And it doesn't help that Michonne is kind of going through this uh I don't even know what you'd call it. I, I can't really call it like a crisis of conscience or anything like that. It's almost like a like a restlessness or a. Uh, I, well, I, even the 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 uh, who's the, the the one in charge? I can't remember the woman's name, and I'm sorry for that. But the new showrunner, um, Angela King. Oh, Angela King. Yes, I love. She's great, by the way. She when she talked about the scenes, she was saying that. Um, wasn't even a crisis of faith for Michonne. It was more like she has been used to being to fighting so long. Yeah. That it's just, you know, like she has this energy. Like you can't you can't go from being, you know, a warrior like you like like she is to just being in peacetime all the time. Like it's going to affect you. And this is what she's going through right now. It's trying to adjust to that. But he kind of pushes it too far though. You yeah. Know? Yeah. When uh, you know they talk about her son Andre, and then yeah. he's like, "Because I, I have this written down, because you know all he would have done was made you weak, and that mm-hmm. was like, well, that's a step too far, and that that pissed her off." Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think he does. He pushes and prods, and then he, you know, and then he pulls back when he needs to. So he, he you know, this is this is what he does. This is how he manipulates you. Yeah, yeah. But, and then she throws the food and. Walks out. It's like a white, like I said, like I said before, he's like the white trash Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Get into your hate. You know, that's his thing. Right? The lambs, Clarice. The lambs. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Feed into all your dark urges, and that's what he's trying to kind of, you know, say that that's what she wants. She wants to fight. She wants to be out there. She, you know. And the one thing. So, did either of you think that he was actually telling the truth? Or do you think he was, you know, this is like a Joker scenario where he's going to tell the story based on who he's talking to. Like, like if he was I talking he to somebody else, would, would he have said different things? I think he uses part of the truth to fit when, it, when it's necessary, when it helps. Yeah, It depends on the person. I think the wife's, th- I think what he said to her was truthful. Okay. Other people, I can see him lying, but I, I think what he said to her was truthful, only because it still benefited what he. It still benefited him by by saying this truth. Gotcha. You know, you like remember he the to reason, get to her. The reason he ended up leading that sanctuary or whatever is because he's a master manipulator. Yeah. Right. yeah, he would manipulate everybody to do what they needed to do for him to be in charge and for him to to rule or whatever. And mm-hmm. he still has that that gift. You know, he's able to find other buttons to push. And he reaches in and pushes, you know? Yeah, yeah that's why, so, that's what kind of like in the back of my head, I was like, well, maybe he's just telling mm-hmm. this story because he knows that's what Michonne, yeah. that's what he needs to do with Michonne. Like, this is the, this is the thing. Right. So, this is great interrogator. Yeah, great yeah. interrogator is one of the things they learn is if you can use part of the truth, you know, to get, you know, to kind of get to someone, you can, you do it. Yeah. You've been watching too much Criminal Minds, man. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have, man. You and your unsubs. Oh, you got to you got to break the unsubs. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Get in their heads. Yeah. Uh, so after she storms out, we go back to. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna call her Anne in this episode. I'm gonna call her Jadis. 
right. she's not full Jadis mode, but she's kind of in Jadis nah, mode. Nah, almost. No, she's. I mean, well, she's about to. I mean, we're gonna, you're gonna describe the scene, but she's about to feed the guy. She, the guy who she supposedly cares about to a freaking walker. Yeah, but that's she, Jadis mode, dude. Well, she, everything <laughs> but the speech. She didn't fall back into the Jadis speak. Yeah, um, I guess you're right. Uh, but so, do you think that? He that the point of what she was doing was she would fee she would she would have him be bit and then um and then they would take like when she got picked up he would ha- they mm-hmm. would she would be able to take somebody that was bit but not dead and hasn't come back yet so they could take him back and and do research. I wonder if that's what they mean by a and a b like a b would be one that's bit. Like maybe an A is an alpha and a B is 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 a is one that's been bit that they could use for research. I don't know. They alluded to something else with the right with the showrunner on the talking that they alluded to the A's being valuable, like alpha males, and, right? Yeah, and the B's being uh, kind of cannon fodder. But I mean, he, the thing the thing he, she says though. I mean, when when he wakes up. And mm-hmm. she's she's about to stick the thing on. She goes, you're, "There's only one place left for me to go, and you're the price of admission." Right. Yeah. Which means that she he would he would need she would need to give him like to them to them. Right. So to me, that just mm-hmm. seems like and obviously, if she's going to sick a, a walker on him, that he would be bit. So right. I, I, that's well, the only thing be, I could I, mean, I could come up with is is they they either send this group somebody that's going to be able to fight and kick ass. Or they send somebody that's been bitten but not turned yet, so they could they could further do more research. Because obviously, wherever these people are at, they there's some sophistication there, right? Like they've got helicopter right. pilots and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, God knows what Thanks else. Radio stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anyway, so I thought I thought that was interesting. But anyway, she ties him up. Gabriel uh, is able to kind of talk her out of it. She pulls the the walker back. And then chloroforms him and knocks him knocks him back out. Yeah, it's kind of his. It hit her though. I don't I think she was ready to be forgiven like that. Yeah, that bothered her. Yeah. I think that really bothered her that even though he she was going to do it, she was going to do yep. it. And even in that act, you know, like this is the thing that this is what she does, right? She she's done this many times before. Also, that's not the first time she's done the. The whole thing with the walker. She was going to do it to um, Rick. to Rick, and she was going to do it to to Negan. Yep, remember? Yep, yep. Um, they're the A's. They're considered the A's, though. She was going to do it to the, all the A's, right? Um, but when he, you know, like, and every, and her whole thing was this: all you think of me is this wild, you know, the evil wild woman that did these ter- horrible things. And so when he goes and and says, "I forgive you." For I let you down, I you know like, and I forgive you, and hopefully someday you'll forgive me. That was a gut punch that she just couldn't take, you know, and and that kind of compassion and forgiveness was just not something she could roll with, right? Um, so she couldn't makes do sense. it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, she couldn't do it. She had to go. She she let him go. Yeah, even though it probably cost her her, you know. Her entrance to uh, to the promised land or whatever yeah. that she thought it was. Her last sanctuary, actually, yeah. yeah. 
So the next. Well, I wrote this down too. Of the, the thing that she wrote on the note that she uh, she left him was, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I yeah. need to go fast. Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. Back at the camp, Jed is back, and and the the a hole saviors are with him, and they pretty much say that they were able to take down the guards around the camp and take over the weapons. And they kind of have the standoff with, with the group and Mm -hmm. uh, Carol in particular, we see Jerry comes out of the tent and uh, go, you know, kind of pulls his coat back to show his gun. Carol drops, lowers her weapon. Yeah. Um, and then she's able to she's able to take Jed down, and mm-hmm. then we cut away, but we hear all the gunfire. So things are well. We don't cut away. We, we gunfire starts going on. We're not really sure what's what's happening. There's it's it's very chaotic. Like we don't know if anybody's been shot. If any, you know who started it. Who you know who fired first. Like we don't know. I'm I'm guessing by the way they showed it. In the where Jerry was, and he was kind of out of view. I'm guessing he's the yeah. one that probably shot first. But that's, uh, this stuff that Jed was saying to Carol was not cool. No. Man, that's when what he I called her a weak little woman who got in a lucky Ooh, shot. I'm like, dude, get a lucky shot between the eyes. Yeah, you <laughs> a weak little wow. Okay. I know, man. That's my girl. Hold that, hold that, yeah, hold that, hold that for a minute. Said Carol about me, you're gonna catch his hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so of course where Rick and Daryl are down in the hole they hear the gunfire and they're you know at that point they're worried about their the herd like the the hordes that they're that the gunfire is gonna gonna reach them so they get a little more frantic about uh about trying to get out of there um so we cut cut back to Alexandria again and Michonne is back at the books and she looks over and she sees her sword, and she can't. It's Call like you it. can tell she can't focus. Like she's she's yeah. even when she's writing, it's like you know she's like like angry, you know, just kind of scribbly and and you know you can tell she's not unfocused. Uh, maybe that's a better better way to put it. Um, so she goes back to Negan again. She brings him some new food. She, she's going to give him, you know, basically kind of going back because she realized she lost her cool and she let him get to her. Um, and she comes back almost like she realized what was going on uh, with with him. And she's not playing into it like she's much more confident and uh, they have a much different exchange. Like she's even she even kind of laughs at him. And, you know, Negan says, oh, I, I think you're afraid of being like me. And she's like, no, I'm not. She's like, you know, I, uh, no, that, that's, that's not what, what's going on. Like you like and to me, once they had this exchange, it, I said, OK, this is what Negan's doing. He's trying to to he's trying to man, obviously manipulate her, but but manipulate mm-hmm. her specifically. Um and and then then it gets a little weird with Negan where he says that he wants to 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 see her, and obviously he means Lucille, and she's like, yeah, that's that's not going to happen. And he, you know, she he he even asks where 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 she is, and then I think uh, 
what did she say? She goes, I don't know. We left it. Like basically, yeah, we just we just tossed it aside and left it. Yeah, she says she we left it out there. Yeah, we left it out there. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. out there. Yeah. We left it out there. And and you could tell he's starting to lose it. Like I was just Oh, that was it. I mean he just yeah, started, well, he starts punching the stone wall. I mean that that's when he cracked. Yeah. Well he headbutts that's, that's it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he headbutts it. He yeah. keeps headbutting. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk smash. Yeah. Negan smash. Negan need Lucille. Yeah. So obviously he's uh, he's not holding it together very well. No, no. Uh, Sun's going down, little guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sun's going real low. Um. So we cut back to the to to Rick and Daryl, and obviously the the herd is coming down the hole, and this was actually like kind of amusing to see like them yeah. sliding down into the into the hole and the way they're it's raining walkers yeah rick rick definitely had that i'm too old for this kind of shit yeah. i can't do this no more yeah. kind of look right. to it but it was like instantly they tur- they just turned it right it was like oh okay, yeah. we gotta get out of here oh. and yeah. you know they gives them a boost rick tries to get up they're trying to fight you know fight it and i love that daryl you know he rick has the other vine he's like hey can you get to this one or the root, or and uh, and so Daryl just takes a couple of the walkers that fell down that he killed and starts piling them up as, <laughs> as so he could stand yeah. up on them as a boost. Yeah, because this ain't nothing us. Yeah, severe stuff. This is what we do. Yeah. So he piles up a few walkers, gets on top. They come down, and of course, you know things are getting getting hairy. And uh, they're they're Rick is able to get out. He kind of looks around, make sure he's you know not going to be taken by surprise, um, mm-hmm. and he's able to 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 go after. After Daryl, and then of course we get the brother, take my hand, <laughs> take my hand, and we get the I'll die for you. You know, it, they kind of they made up, yeah. but they kind of they kind of did. That this is their uh, this is how they deal with each other. It's funny because this is how he deals with with his brother. Yeah, right. Yeah. They fight. Yep. Yep. They don't talk. They fight. Yep. They talk at each other, and then they fight, and then they start to listen. Yep. Right. So obviously they get away. We get the uh, the the random magical horse that shows up uh, out of the blue to, yeah, to go to them. Right. Uh, but don't trust it. Yeah, and so Daryl, you know, is is going to take him back, and he's like, "No, I got to get this herd away." Uh, and of and of course, knowing that there's one episode left for Rick, you're like, oh, okay, well, this this is where uh, this is going. This is your dumb thing that you do that probably will cost you yeah. your life, and that's the thing. It's a, it was such a I wanted to yell at Rick, even to say it like you can't. And then you know, Daryl said you can't save that bridge. You can't, yeah. you know, like and and again, Rick with the with the we can't lose the bridge. Like he thinks everything is. Is on you know, is on his shoulders again. Not trusting everyone else around him. You know that's has been his problem. He won't trust the group. Yeah. Well, and I'm I, I you know again he still he still believes in it and he's he's almost obsessed with it. You know? He's obsessed with it. Exactly. Like, that's I mean, I, I know we keep saying that that's like the. Um, the symbol for him, you know, trying to build the bridge between all these yeah. different, you know, factions or whatever. But in his mind, you know, that 
is all tied up in that. And he's kind of gotten it, like Daryl said, you know, obsessed is the word here, you know. He's becoming Colonel Nicholson in Bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when when maybe if you I don't I like in it and it's like, well maybe if you let let it go, let the bridge go. Mm-hmm. Because it's even, and, it's even like Daryl said, like, look, we could lead them back to the bridge. We know it's not going to hold. It'll right. collapse. They'll all get washed away. And, and Eugene has already told him that it's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's what's going to happen like, regardless. Yeah. Right? And he just won't. And again, he won't. He, he just can't hear it right now. He's not ready to hear it. Yep. Um, but after a death montage, I guess he'll hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what we see coming, right? Yeah. So of course he gets on his horse, heads one way. Daryl heads the other way, um, right. and then we cut back to Gate. Well, this, this is, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's the thing about Rick. It's always it's like that old saying: "It's my way or the highway." You yeah, know what I mean, like from yeah. Roadhouse, and that's the way it is with Rick. It's got to be his way or no way at all. Well, sometimes, and again, I it it really goes to that thing of sometimes. A lot of times we see this in in sci-fi as well. When 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 it's the old, you know, when when they find somebody from the past, and they have to say, sometimes we got to be gone. Sometimes we got to get out of the way. You know, yeah. like for the for us to get, if for for us to move forward as a, as a civilization, for us to move forward into a, a better place. Sometimes us us old guards have to go. You know, and it seems like that's where they're going with Rick. Where he's like, I got to get out. I'm just as bad as Negan. I have to get out of the way. Yeah. Because I'm preventing us from moving forward. Things are happening. You know, like, you know, people want to do that. You know, people want a civilization, but you have to, you know, all the fear that he has, um, it, it, it just, it's making him make bad decisions. And because of how strong he is as a leader, um, it's preventing things from happening. That probably should happen. Yeah, and I mean, symbolism aside, obviously, I, I think there is a real reason to keep to try and save the bridge. I mean, if you're trying to rebuild society and you have these separate communities, and the bridge being gone is causing them to, I mean, it really is a problem. I mean, the fact that it ha- yeah, it is a they have to go so far out of their way to move about, and this was a major mm-hmm. artery for them to get from point A to point B. I get. It. I mean, it, it it doesn't seem completely irrational to me. Like I can see where he's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to try it, everything in my power to to keep this going. Like we always you see, know, to to try. And but come. until but until we get to a point where all three uh, places want the same thing as much as the others do, it's not. It's again, we're going to have the same problem again. Sure, and I would agree with you, Russ. If uh, Eugene hadn't already told him yes. that it yeah. was going to be washed away. You know, right. Eugene yeah. hadn't already been like, "Hey, you know, this is this is not going to happen. Not going to happen. Going to be this is going to be washed away in the next levy going down. We're not going to be able to. You know, it's pretty much already an abandoned cause." Then you know, if he hadn't told him that, if he if there was still some hope for it, then I could see yeah. Rick's point, but. There's not. I mean, he's no. already been told it's going to be a wash and it's going to be no. washed away, well, and, and it's not. And some of that, it's not going to happen, and and it just seems like an irrational move for him to hold on to it when he's already been told it's not going to happen. Well, part of know? that decision, though, I think was predicated on the fact that the horde is going to come at them, and I think maybe if he feels like, okay, if if I could lead the horde away or these two hordes away, and so they don't factor in the equation, that might buy us some time. 
to possibly, you know, pull it out, you know, d- to dig it out. Um, mm. that, I, I don't know. And I just, yeah, but I, I just think. If only I'd read different books. Than, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, because I really kind of think it's like, because, like, Hilltop doesn't want it right now. Like, Hilltop is at a, is at a different place than Sanctuary. And, in like, none of them are none of the those communities are in a right place right now to work together because if they were all working together, they might've gotten it done. If they all were, you know, like the whole community, all the communities were working together without all the infighting and the whole nonsense, they might have gotten something made a better plan and gotten something done together. To, at least to get the bridge you didn't say stable right. enough oh, together yeah. uh, but to at <laughs> least get the bridge stable enough that it could it could last over the you know it won't it won't wash out but because they couldn't because of all the delays they kept having because he they have to deal with the, the things they have to deal with they're Negan like people in Sanctuary they have to clean house yeah. no I agree they have to get rid of that and Hilltop has to heal. Hilltop is still going through a lot, and they have not healed. Well, and they're from, they're the sole provider of most of the food, so they right, can't pull people right. away to to work on it because they got to produce enough food for everybody. The kingdom's yeah. been decimated. I mean, there's the king. Yeah, there's they, almost nobody left for, from there. Exactly. Yeah, Alexandria so, is struggling to kind of get things back to to you know what happened to them after you know after mm-hmm. it was firebombed. You know, basically, like those trials had to happen. I yeah. mean, they needed to get rid of the people they got yeah. rid of. I mean, you know, they probably should have had some type of trial. Like, if you really, you know, like you were part of the the people that were really doing a lot of the violence, you got to go. Yeah, that, yeah, we talked about it, that last. Yeah, that that that's yeah, part of the like, problem is they didn't do that. Yeah, that's part of the problem, and he you didn't do, he didn't do any of that, and he kind of tried to 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 pave over everything, you know, with cement without. Making sure the foundation was strong. No, so what you what you had was the Oceanside people doing that for them. Like they they yeah. took it upon themselves yeah. to to be yeah. that tribunal because nobody else yeah. was doing it. So doing it. Yeah. Which again, then it sidetracks. You know, you're not on mission. If, you know, if you're exactly, you're not on it. Nothing. Yeah. Everything got sidetracked. So now they're not ready, and so they're, they're going to lose this bridge regardless of what he does. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's probably should anyway. Yeah, I know, yeah, I, know I keep harping on it. No, but they probably would. And that probably, you know what? Whatever problems come from them losing the bridge, they probably need that to happen. Yeah. Yep. To focus, you know, like they're getting kind of, you know, you're getting dependent on this, you know, other groups providing food, and then you're getting dependent on, you know, other, uh, uh, you know, the the other communities kind of helping out and whatnot. I like from day one. I thought sanctuary. Y'all got to get your shit together on your own. Yeah. Y'all did a lot of dirt, a lot of dirt, and you have to figure out what you what you're gonna do. Like Carol said, she was she knew she could see it. You know she she said the right thing. She which proves again she's one of the right leaders. Like Rick gone, Michonne is is a good leader. Carol's another one who's a good leader because they kind of can see past a lot of things that that Rick can't. Yeah. Because of his experiences. So, 
I think they need that kind of leadership. It, it's I. It's going to be something to see Rick not there anymore, though. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's going to be so weird to not to see him not there. But I like the way that it's been set up, though, is that it kind of looks like he does need to go away. You know, for yeah. them to yeah, be yeah. able to transition in a way. Because he's such a strong force. Well, he doesn't want to be. Even when he said to Daryl, I never asked you guys to follow me. Yeah. And Daryl said, well, maybe you should have. Like, he's always had, it's always been on him. And they all follow him, even when he doesn't want it. And he's probably there are times when he's leading them down a dark path. But they followed him anyway, straight in that dark path. Uh it's just that they want to follow him. They want to. They want to believe in him. And and you know, it's it's kind of dangerous because Rick is on that. You know, sometimes he gets that tunnel. He, he he just that 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 he just only sees that one way of doing this thing. Like Negan on the other side of the you know that I could see where you say they're both the same. Like if Negan had said that to to Rick or said that about Rick, I could see that. Oh yeah, him and yeah, Rick for sure. Very simple. That I could see. That I could see. They're like just one tragedy away of, of going dark, right? Or, or one happy thing could have kept Negan from becoming what he became. You know, if he had, maybe if his wife didn't die. You know, if he had a, a little bit, maybe if they did have a kid. You know, that could have kept him from going down that path. Um, but yeah, that's that that worked a lot better than saying you know to Michonne. That we're the same because you know that's bullshit. Well, yeah, not and I think uh, again, knowing where that went on the second run through, <laughs> it made more sense to me. Like it, it, it seems so yeah. off the wall the first, you know, at first, and then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. He's he's desperate. He's so desperate to try and get somebody's, you know, goose to to mm-hmm. to get them all, you know, jacked up that he will right. try anything. He will, you know, oh, he will. Yeah. You know, make two plus two equal five if if he thinks it'll 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 work, even if it doesn't really fit. Exactly, because she, because if anything, she's been stronger than all of them because she's lost the most precious thing to her, and she still never went that dark. Yeah. And I don't think they can say you can say the same for Rick if he had lost both his kids. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. At this point, yeah. So. It's going to be interesting. Interesting times we got coming up next week. It is. Um, yeah, so we cut back to Gabriel, and like Jim said earlier, he, he wakes up, he's in one of those cargo containers, uh, disoriented. Um, J- Jadis is gone. He has a note pinned to him, and Dear John, that's when he sees. Uh, Can't love you anymore. Yeah. And he he broke down pretty hard. I, I oh man, yeah. he lost it. Yeah, he did not take that well. Um, oh, so Gabriel's in a weird place at the end of this episode. Yeah, very weird place. Yeah. yeah. Um, as we go back to Michonne, she's reading a story to Judith, uh, and at the and at the end of the story, um. You know, again, the story has a bat in it, so she can't like 
Like it, it just she can't escape. You know, she keeps seeing the bat or the sword, mm-hmm. and and again, I think they were trying to to tie that to Negan, and it, and it's it's obviously bothering her. Um, yeah, and of course, Maggie, Maggie is on the way. Uh, she's she's pretty much there at the end of this episode. Um, we cut back to Rick, who um, is trying to lead the 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 herd away. He runs into the other herd, and the horse starts to get spooked. And the horse throws him, and lo and behold, of course, he happens to fall on a random pile of rubble, which just happens to have some rebar sticking out. Um, Of course. Sure does. Which, again, I was like, oh, man, that's, like, really convenient. Like, Is that how he's going to go out? Yeah, I was like, and they tried to be coy with it where he's laying there, and at first you thought, okay, well, he he whacked his head, right? Like, you thought he just kind of smacked his head. And then they were just being so coy about the placement of the rebar. I'm like, well, obviously he's been impaled. They're, you, you know, know they're it. just taking their sweet yeah, time. Yeah, you knew it. Showing it, and of course yeah. they they show it. I was like, mother ever. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't say I was too crazy. Again, for shows that have kind of gone away from doing the like silly cliched thing, this mm-hmm. episode kind of had two of those that really. I think the the sinkhole ended up being okay. Like I, it's like okay. I, I guess I could get that, but it just seems a little convenient. Um, the random pile of rubble out in the middle of nowhere like that really just kind of I, I don't know. I think they could have yeah. found a, a a better way. Like I don't know, like a dumpster or, or the horse and falls on him, or a dumpster it. could have hit under with Clint. Yeah. yeah, or the horse falls on him right and breaks his leg, and you're, you know I, I don't know. I'm, I mean. Well, I mean, if you want to go with the cliche route, the whole, you know, the whole villain saying you and I are not so different. I mean, that's the one that really stuck out to me. It's like being kind of, you know, maybe yeah. my eyes. I'm like, uh, really? We're going this route? I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know. But you I, know, I, I totally like, get what you're saying with all the yeah. other contrivances. I mean, you're yeah. right. They've kind of steered clear of that kind of stuff. I think that's why these stick out even more. Right. Now is because they've really been, like, not doing that. And now that when they do pull that kind of thing out, we're like, oh. Uh-huh. Okay, it's really noticeable. Yeah, it's rough. Where you, ha- I mean, that's the thing I think about. Is like, how do you, how do you take out Rick? Do you kill him off? Like, there's, there's no way to just have it that he goes off somewhere and never comes back. Like, that's I'm I, going for a walk to get some cigarettes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, that's like there's just no way you, you just can't see him doing that. There's just no way you can do it. The only way I can see something like that is if he gets kidnapped or something or pulled away or whatever, and that's it. Or you know, or or, or if he finally realized that his way is causing so much disharmony that they're truly better off without him. You know, if they if they think of him as Saint Rick, and it's gotten to mm-hmm. the point where it it causes a problem for others that don't agree with him. You know, like mm-hmm. like Maggie or Daryl or even even Carol. Like if it's to the point where he's so deified from everyone that if he decides to to go a different route, like it it just becomes a us versus them, or he d- just decides that he's had enough. Like you know that you know he put that thing things on the right path. It's like you said, Daryl. It's like somebody else to take the torch. It's somebody else to 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 do their thing and. It well, is, you know what? If they if they never put Morgan in Fear the Walking Dead, 
what I could totally see happening is he gets hurt, he gets in a situation, he saves the town, right? He saves the the communities, but it looks like he's dead, and Morgan came and saved him and took him away. And then when he instead of when he healed up, instead of going back to the community, he sees that the community is working. And he says, no, I, I won't go back. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or Jadis could have taken him away to wherever she was going to take you know, Gabriel to. And that's the other thing I was thinking of. He gets kidnapped. That's what I meant by that's, that. Uh, that's, that, yeah. that community would take yeah. him away and then he has no choice. Like, you know, they do some they do they do they do the cliche of he gets put in a coma. Right. And, he's been, I mean, Lincoln's been kind of coy. He's like, you know, right. I'm not done with Rick Grimes, even though I'm right. leaving the show. But stuff, right. blah, 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 blah. It's like. I, I like, really I hope know. they don't kill him. I, I, I just, I, I think. I don't want them to. I think it's too cliched. I think it's just that's the solution for everybody that leaves the show. It's like, well, got to kill him off. And I, I think, I, I think they can find a clever way to not do that. And have a logical reason for him. The, the only problem I see with it is, is it's it's it would be very hard for him to leave the show and and Michonne not leave with him, right? Like exactly. If the two uh-huh. of them were leaving at the same time, yeah. I would say that's the perfect thing, right? They they decide, right. you know that that they need to let this community flourish without the you know without the constant you know whole you know Saint Rick Grimes that. It's it's up to them to do, and and they're going to go off and and just find their little piece somewhere, and they're just going to live as a family and and do their own thing, and then you could kind of have them float back in and float back out, you know, as as you as you want. Um, I, I don't know. It just it just seems very cliche to me. And who knows? I mean, maybe he won't die. Maybe they'll they'll maybe they just pull it off. Like maybe whatever they have planned for next week is just really 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 well done. Um, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Less than one week. Yeah. Jim, do you have a word from our sponsor? I do indeed. DCBService.com is our sponsor, as they have been since the very inception of this show, well over 250 episodes ago. And friends, Romans, countrymen, it's the the Halloween season, yes. But right around the corner, a mere eight weeks away, your your holidays, people. You got your Christmas. Your Hanukkah, your Kwanzaa, your Festivus, whatever you're into, whatever flavor of holiday, you got it coming. And you know what that means? Gifts. And you know who's got you covered? DCB Service. Fans and friends and odds and ends, if you are a fan of The Walking Dead or you have somebody in your in your life that is, allow me to make a few cool uh, gift suggestions to you. This is one that I gave a couple years ago, and uh, they were really uh, to some Walking Dead fans. The Walking Dead Adult Coloring Book. It's an oversized, I mean, adult coloring books have been very hot lately. This is an oversized edition. It features art from the series by Charlie Adler, and it's in a comic book, for, or in a uh, coloring book format, so you can fill it in. You're going to want to make sure that you have a lot of greens and reds, though, because uh, there are a lot of zombies in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is 60% off right now, only eight ninety nine. I wish I'd gotten it at that price, because I, I think I paid a little more than that, but... Uh, that is a cool gift to get for your friend who's into The Walking Dead. Uh, the Walking Dead board game called Here's Negan uh, is an interesting choice for, for people. It has miniatures 
of uh, it's a standalone product. A game, you know, um, tabletop games have been very hot as well. Um, it's uh, it plays out the uh, the all out war um, scenario as a tabletop game. Comes with uh, miniatures uh, of all the main characters of the of the game, and you play as them. Uh, that is twenty percent off right now at DCB Service. Uh, I'm also looking at these uh, Walking Dead Daryl Wings uh, messenger bags. Um, there's a mini messenger bag and full size messenger bag with uh, Daryl's uh, wings, you know, from the back of his jacket, uh, emblazoned upon them. Uh, those are twenty percent off right now. Also, Michonne's leather sling bag, if you want to represent Michonne, uh, it also is twenty percent off right now. Um, again, cool gifts to get for your Walking Dead fans and friends. Uh, there's a Walking Dead Survivor's Guide trade paperback. It's kind of like in everything you always wanted to know about the cast of The Walking Dead, but we're afraid to ask. You know, if you want a little catch-up, a little refresher before you dive into the comics. That right now is uh, 40% off, only seven seventy nine. Um, and not only Walking Dead stuff. They have comics, they have clothing, they have statues, action figures, gaming supplies, collectibles. Right now they have DC bundles and Marvel and DC hardcover and trade paperbacks. 50% off of the current ones that are coming out. Um, that is a deal you cannot beat with an ugly stick. It's a deal you cannot beat with Amazon or anywhere else. And instead of dealing with a giant big box faceless corporation, these are real small mom-and-pop operation, you know, small business. You can support a small business and get a great deal for you, yourself. And you're going to save so much money, you're going to be able to buy a few things for yourself. I mean, you know. I know that seems a little selfish, but if you're saving that much money, you might as well treat yourself, as young people say these days. Um, again, everything geeky under the sun is there at DCB Service, not just graphic novels and comics, um, all kinds of action figures. These Batman animated series action figures are very, very cool um, that I'm looking at right now. They kind of reissued those. Uh, in time for Christmas, they've got a whole bunch of cool Jack Skellington, Nightmare Before Christmas swag. Uh, uh, you know, zero uh, PVC bank, fifty percent off. Uh, they've got a um, lots of cool stuff. It would take you literally hours and hours to go through all the stuff on their website. They have so many things. Just click on the specials, and you're bound to find something that'll save you a lot of money and bring a smile to your face. And uh, please, uh, like I said, if you are looking for gifts, order it now. Get it out of the way, man. Get it shipped to you in a pristine condition. Put it away, and you don't have to worry about it, man. I, this is the first time in in my history I have ever started my Christmas shopping early. I started last week, and I'm hoping my my goal is to have all my Christmas shopping done by the end of November. So I don't know if I'm going to make it happen, but it, I'm hoping. But I actually started, and it's the first time I've ever done it early, and you know what? It's a good feeling to know that that's there, and then I don't have to worry about it. So, by all means, go to dcpservice.com or their sister site, instocktrades.com. Check out what they have to offer. They have exclusives, collectibles, pre-orders, uh, all kinds of fun stuff, and uh, all at a great price. And we thank them for their continued patronage. Agreed. Uh, so, I got my copy. By the way, I got my copy of uh, Ed Pisker's Grand Design coming to me tomorrow. So. From from DCB yeah. service, so I'm pretty happy about That's that. That's been such a great series. Oh my god, so, I'm so I mean I'm so proud to to be able to call him a friend of mine just by by dint of how he's how well he's been doing with that comic and everything else he does. But that is just I have triple right? dipped on the first one. Uh, I bought I bought the issues uh, off the stand. Mm-hmm. I bought they had like a the the Treasury Edition mm-hmm. digital thing on. 
I can't remember if it was uh, through the Kindle store or through Comixology, but it was like stupid cheap. It was like four. It was Comixology because yeah, I it was bought like, it. It was ridiculous. It. it was like yeah. five bucks or something like that. Um, and yeah, then I, I bought the Treasury Edition, like the actual physical book, uh, when it came. I love that. I, I collect those anyway. So when that came out, I was I was, was all over it. I mean, I collect the old South yeah, Treasury. It was, so. It's really really cool, and it and it has. He did yeah. a he redid uh uh recolored yeah, recolor one, one for yeah. that and he's and he's done giant size X Men number one for the new one so I can't wait yeah. to see that so that's been but a lot of fun. getting back to the Walking Dead uh do we have Buster ratings for us yeah what do you, what do you give it I give it a four out of five I have to dent it a little bit for hitting going to cliche and contrivance town a couple times so I'll just I'll just take off the one point but other than that it's pretty solid. And if you if uh, you know, don't be dissing on Carol again. <laughs> Seriously, that rubbed me the wrong way, my friends. But yeah, I give it a four out of five. Again, a solid. It's been a solid season, and it's been a solid episode in that season. Um, like I said, a little little cliched here and there, but nothing too eye rolly. So four out of five for me, Mister Taylor. Yeah, I will. I I did enjoy it. I mean, even even if Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> parts uh that did make me uh roll the eyes the part two um but i still enjoyed it though i still like the setup for this i still like the the uh conversations that were had and i still like how we got here i mean i think this has been a really good season so far of uh of moving these characters the way that they've been moving uh you know, in the direction that they've been going. So I, I, I got to continue and give it a four out of five. Uh, I'm also going to give it a four out of five. I, I don't think it was quite as good as the last couple weeks, but still solid. Uh, again, I think the cliched things kind of did it for me. But I, I, in general, I like the way things are going. I like the character interactions. I like the motivations we're getting. Uh, and I'm I'm really curious to see where things are going to go from here. Uh, and I think the next not just next week, but I think the week after and the week after that are going to be very interesting um, to see how this half season ends before the break. So that's four out of five for me. Uh, but who cares what we think? We have... Well, somebody must because they've been listening to us for over 200 episodes yes. now. <laughs> we have a great Facebook group, um, the Walking Dead uh, TV Facebook group, uh, where we have a Buster slash Toby ratings, depending on which phase of the show we're in at the moment. And all of you lovely people uh, gladly participate in that uh, in that forum and, and give your thoughts, which Mr. Dietz will read for all of us. That's me. And as you said, it's the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. We have a lot of cool regulars who like to chime in. Also on the same group, you can read Aaron Newer's written reviews of each episode of The Walking Dead. Plus, there are like a lot of memes and fun things and news that we get when we get it. Uh, we always put that up there. Uh, the extended promo for uh, um, the next episode is already up there, too. Um, so, again... Uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. You'll notice it because we're all drawn as zombies on the top, except for us, because it cannot be photographed by normal means. We're going to start off with Brent Jones, 4.5, Daryl dropping F-bombs out of 5. Uh, finally, conversations that feel real. Uh, they spoke how people speak, and it was awesome to hear Daryl talk about Glenn. My favorite part of this show is that it doesn't forget things from its past. Y'all think Aiden is really dead? If so, it seems like a waste. 
Uh, and what a dumbass effing way to get Rick Grimes killed. Dude bit out another dude's neck. Killed a garbage walker with his bare hands. Never had anyone get the drop on him. Fought through piles of zombies. And this is how you chose to have him go? At least the next episode looks amazing. And um, they also mentioned there has to be a record. This has to be a record for swear words this episode. And I thought for sure Michonne did not say eat Negan at first. <laughs> um, and Charles Messing agreed with him. It didn't sound like uh, Charles Messing, as I mentioned, uh, I'm, he says, I'm not sure where my buster is. I'm just not feeling any of this. I don't see how Negan being locked up is somehow preventing a war. The whole Negan loving his bad thing was eye-rolling in the comics more so here. I don't get why Michonne would open up to Negan about her son. I get Maggie, but it's just not playing well for me. And it's nice that Daryl can say more than nah, but I'm not just buy- I'm just not okay. buying what he's doing. Uh, Rick is going to go out by rebar to save a bridge? Really? Uh, this show went off the rails the last few seasons. I really wish they'd think about ending it because once Rick's gone, the show's not getting any better. End of rant. For the hell of it, five out of five busters. Why not? Uh, Andy Peterson, 4.5 falling walkers out of five. Great character interaction. People with different and valid points of view really do care for each other and are pained by their differences. I'm liking the speed of the storytelling without sacrificing some great moments. Keep it up. Uh, Mandy Dean, 3.5 out of five. Everything was so good, except Negan. Maybe it's because I hate the character to the point it ruins the show for me. I uh, love the moments between Daryl and Rick, and I can't wait to see what plays out at the camp. Uh, Mike Jones, three hunger strikes out of five. I enjoyed the Michonne and Negan parts, but not much else. I felt like those scenes were for Carl, but since he's dead, Michonne has been swapped into that part. Again, no hashing out of Jadis and Gabriel. Pointless with no payoff. Then the last scene is really drained of any impact by next week's preview. I'm still not seeing how the show lasts, or lasts without Rick. Uh, Johnny Storch said he was going to come back and give us his reaction, but he did not. So hopefully he'll give us his busters next week. Um, Michael Santana, four rebar stab wounds right where you were shot out of five. Wow, what a fantastic string of episodes. I think we're in for a long trip down memory lane with Rick as he slowly bleeds out. Going to be interesting to see what AMC does next. Will they start playing up the first episode without Rick Grimes to get those people to watch afterwards? Uh, Thanks for what you guys do week in and week out. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. Leo Kavala, uh, the fight between Daryl and Rick was so meh. They land in a hole and suddenly Daryl doesn't want to stop Rick from going back to Alexandria. All this mentioning of the chopper that will save Rick, I feel like, no, it's not going to happen. Rick will die the next episode and the show will die soon after. Wow. Uh, DeRay Irvin, four brothers out of five. Uh, I'm loving everything about the season. I'm even okay with Negan's obsession with Lucille. I only wish he'd been acting a little crazy the entire time he spoke with Michonne instead of acting a little crazy at the very end. He has been in there a while now. Uh, they haven't been playing, uh, uh, was it Happy Street or Easy Street for him now? Uh, <laughs> also, I absolutely hate knowing that it is Rick's final, these are Rick's final episodes. Uh, Jason Graining, four, it's raining walkers out of five. Hey, great minds think alike. Uh, I enjoy the scenes with Rick and Daryl. I believe Daryl has more lines of dialogue this episode than he's had the past two seasons. Wait a minute, this guy was in my head. Uh, The final overhead shot of the hordes moving in on Rick was also great. I wonder, though, how much more of an impact that would have had if AMC didn't announce that Andrew Lincoln was leaving the show and that these were his final two episodes. With the way the storytelling has gone these past few episodes, I wish they would have just let it all play out with all the spoilers but I'm really looking toward, uh, forward to next week's show. Uh, Robert Nigrow, uh, four out of five final episodes. The Eaton Egan scenes made me think of Silence of the Lambs, and therefore I was too distracted to care much. Uh, he's not getting out of that cell that minute, 
So why bother with all the scenery chewing unless he's going to bash his own brains out in the cell and therefore be the martyr Rick feared he'd be, uh, even without Daryl and Maggie's help. How ironic. And while Rick on a horse surrounded by walkers with little chance of escape distracted me because I recall the pilot episode too easily, him falling into a piece of rebar by chance does not actually bother me. Because how ironic, in a good way, if he's impaled there in Munch, so helpless, alone, dying just by some stupid chance decision and resulting occurrence. In the previews, it looks like his, flash, his life flashes before his eyes, or so they want us to think. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, Marathon Man. Uh, 4.5, it's raining walkers out of 5. Uh, leading up to the last 10 minutes, it was a meh episode, but it ramped up after they got out of the hole. After watching the teaser for next week, I cannot wait. Uh, overall, this teaser has been a lot stronger than the past two, and I actually look forward to sitting down to watch the episode. Now, if only I can avoid all social media after the show in the U.S. until Rick's final episode airs here in the U.K. Our press, do you like to spoil it for us? Uh, not only the press, man. There were spoilers on this episode I saw on Facebook before I got to watch it. Uh, so I'm right there with you. Uh, Scott Holman, four midnight zombie kills out of five. Love the opening with Michonne leaving a night to kill walkers. Thought the Rick and Daryl stuff was great. Uh, Carol's confrontation with remaining saviors was intense, and I wish we could have had more of it. I didn't like the Michonne Negan stuff at all. It felt like a waste of time and just an excuse to have uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the episode. Please tell me that falling off a spook horse isn't how Rick Grimes goes out. He deserves better. This season has been great so far, but the previews for next week look like hot garbage. I want to see the story they're telling us. Move forward, not artistic flashbacks and visions. Okay, and uh, Yukiyoshi Sawada. I need to take a drink of my beverage here. Because the man's always got a lot to say. Five real talks out of five. One, a day in the life of Michonne. Nerve-wracking. Two, my God, Maggie has her people on the comms. And Daryl to distract Rick is a heist to there, heisting this. Uh, three, if Negan wants to starve, why not? He's basically a mafia apocalypse terms, a reader leader, and a year incarcerated, and then the death penalty would be human. Ah, I think he means humane. He's also a waste of resources if all we're going to do is keep him alive just because reasons. If he wants to not eat, I say let him. Besides, what are you going to do if not kill him? Four, you know Rick and Daryl's relationship has taken a pitfall this season, literally. And that's good, and it's good that this conversation is happening this time for real talk here. Daryl is kind of keeping, kind of right, keep Negan alive as a symbol of unity isn't us thing, it's a Rick thing. And most likely some saviors are thinking the war ain't over, we just lost the battle. Once Negan's out, it's back to saving people, back to save. speaking of back to saving people. Segway, five, what happened to just wanting out, Jed? Saying that Oceanside has started a war is just an excuse to shoot someone, and a dumb one. You have no tactics, no food, no backup and support. So what are you, some sort of suicide squad? Uh, Jed took a gamble, and with Carol there, obviously lost. I guess we can all be like Commander Erwin Smith and every eternal, or every life or death, every life or death gamble. Got to decode as I read. Uh, six, anyone else noticed Eugene drop the mullet and go for his comic book counterpart's rat tail? <laughs> I guess maybe he's a Jedi. Uh, true that, true that. Um, Also, one Daryl's favorite this season is bringing up the past. Uh, seven, Michonne calling Judith her daughter and Carl her son. Proud moment there. Eight, uh, Daryl taking uh, Rick's hat after Rick says, come on, brother, is a great callback to season two. When Daryl hallucinating Merle asks for help when hanging from a ravine, the fake Merle says, why don't you get your pale Rick to lend you a hand? I'd forgotten about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, not, yeah, that was um, Chupacabra, right? 
that episode. Uh, nine, glad that all worked out on the gunshots. We're stopping, walking, attacking the camp. Rick, Daryl, and Maggie come to an agreement, and now Daryl is running a bar called Squirrel on a Stick. <laughs> ah, happy ending. Where do we go from here, guys? And mm-hmm. ten, uh, in all seriousness, Rick will not be fine, alive, but not fine. I mean, he might never dance again to the point where he would have to stay alive, stay in one place from now on, and not do as much on the front lines. Maybe he'll need a cane. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He won't die. He'll just be crippled for life. That's my prediction. Ken Pye. And I want to thank everybody for writing in, as usual. Uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast is the group on Facebook. By all means, uh, join us and uh, let us know what you think about next episode, especially since it's going to be a big one, since it's the last you know, um, appearance of Rick. And, uh, again, since Aaron wasn't on tonight, I want to mention that he wrote what he thought of this episode on uh, WeLiveEntertainment.com, and the link is right there on the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group, so do that. Sorry, okay. yeah. I was say, what if they made Rick and turn him into Vera, like Vera from Cheers, where it's just like, you know, you, you see him like from the back as he walks away. People show up. He's like, oh, you just uh, missed Rick. He just he just left five minutes ago. You you should have you should have got here sooner. Or Ma- Mavis from Re- yeah. Frasier, right? Oh yeah. Or what if they make him like Christopher Pike from Star Trek and he has a big old wheelchair with just a big white <laughs> in the front? Deep once for yes and twice for no. Right? You can do better. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I'd be really surprised if he goes away. If he doesn't get killed off and he goes away. Yeah, I think I'll be, uh, likewise, I think I'll be surprised if, if they actually kill him off. I, I, I don't, I, I, but at the same token, I, I don't, I mean, I know there's some people who are like, oh, this show's nothing without Rick, and I couldn't disagree more. I, I, I mean, I think he's an important part of the show. I I like his character. I think Andrew Lincoln does a good job, but I think this show has plenty of other folks and other actors that can step up or give, be given the opportunity to step up and and take this mm-hmm. show in a different direction. I mean, I think you know between Ezekiel, between Carol, between Daryl, Maggie. Why well, when we know Maggie's quote unquote leaving. Um, I, I, I just, I, I, you know, it's always meant to be ensemble. That's just part of The Walking Dead. And I I just don't see Rick as being the, that crucial to, to the show that uh, that there's no show without him. I, I think some of the greatest moments of this, you know, there's been a lot of great moments on the show that had nothing to do with Rick. And uh, I, I think that'll be the case moving forward as well. I just wanted to mention real quick that uh, the giveaway we mentioned last week is still going on. And I'm about to post a picture of the prize on the Walking to TV podcast Facebook group. All you have to do is go to Miss Trixie's Quilty Pleasures. That's with a Q. Quilty, not guilty. It's kind of a pun. Uh, T-R-X-I-E. Uh, Quilty Pleasures. And go there and like the page uh, from now. And I think we'll keep going to probably the middle of November. And if you like the page between now and then, you are entered into a drawing to win this kick-ass uh, Michonne... Uh, pillow and is basically um, screened art from the comic book of Michonne and some really cool action uh, poses uh, with some color added, some red and some uh, some browns, and uh, it's really awesome. And I would I would love to have it, you know, as part of my collection. And uh, considering it takes thirty seconds to go like a page on Facebook, it's really not too hard to win. <laughs> so uh, just Miss Trixie's quilty pleasures. Go over there, like the page. And we will automatically get you into running for that sweet, sweet uh, Michonne pillow. So please do that. Excellent. 
Like I said, about does it for this week. When there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, don't fall in a hole. Or rebar. <laughs> or fall on rebar for that matter. Good night, everybody. <laughs>